Hello and welcome everybody and welcome to Killing the Church, a conversation with Bradley and Seamus where we talk about issues that are either killing the church or uh, things that should be killed in the church. I'm here today, of course, as always with my compatriot Bradley. Yes. And my name is Seamus, if you didn't know. So, welcome Seamus. Welcome Bradley. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> it's great to be here, man. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth explaining to everybody um, what is different about what we're doing. So the topic, once again, is still a controversial one. Of course. Just like last week's was controversial. Yeah. This one may actually take a lot more people off. I'm actually anticipating way more blowback for this one. Yes. Even though I think the last one, the tongues one, is is way more offensive. Yes. But for this one, for some reason, really grinds people's gears. Well, it's because most of Christianity agrees with us about tongues. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, this one. However, is this be... one, when you get the tongues people and the rest of Christianity <laughs> that disagree with us, everyone hates you on this one. Yeah, all things are against me. Um, so uh, today's topic is um, is the Sabbath day. So we're gonna go over uh, what the Sabbath day is. And uh, as well as the shift uh, from the Sabbath day to Sunday worship, mm-hmm. um, and because uh, there there is an inherent shift, it's there's an understanding in the Old Testament. It was it was Saturday, right? Right. There was the the seventh day of the week. That was the Sabbath. Um, and we look at the church now, and it's no longer that. It's on Sunday, and so it's right. like, well, what happened? This is actually one of the first questions I ever had as a young, uh, newer believer, having only just reading the Bible front to back, not grown up in a church or anything. Um, m- one of my questions was, why is it Sunday now? Uh, you know. And so if you're somebody who has that question, we're going to do our best today to answer that question. Um, because that is a legitimate question. If you read the Bible for what it is, you see very little evidence for the Sunday shift. And today we're going to argue uh, that there is no evidence for the Sunday shift. So, but as per the tradition, we're doing the tradition a little differently today. Because it (laughs) is about the Sabbath, um, which we honor. And uh, now that's not to say that it's the Sabbath today. It's certainly not. We're not filming this on a Sabbath. Yeah, we're not not filming this on the Sabbath. But in keeping with Sabbath tradition... Uh, we're actually going to be tasting a wine today. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is traditional on the Sabbath day to uh, have a glass of wine. Um, and so since we're talking about the topic, we figured, hey, why not? Today I've got, uh, that'll get in focus, uh, some Federalist Zinfandel. And you've got, yep. I will be sampling also the Federalist. But this is... A bourbon barrel aged red blend, uh, so I'm I'm keeping a little bit with the uh, the bourbon whiskey, doing the whiskey scotch <laughs> thing there. You know, it was at least it spent time in the same barrel. I had a bourbon aged uh, Zinfandel, Ooh. but I had that over the Sabbath day and I, I finished and you, it. And you finished it, so um, that's gone. <laughs> Ooh, I like that sound. Feels weird to uh, pour wine in the uh, <laughs> in these uh, crystals. Yeah, crystals. <laughs> yeah, these so are, it looks uh, cool. It looks like a brandy, I guess now. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm cool with that. That's a... I guess I'm alright with that. Um, but in, in uh, Sabbath day-like fashion, um, I would like to, if, if you wouldn't mind... Actually, you're older than me, so maybe you should do the honors. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know, that that's a good idea. So, Let's do it. sir, may I ask you to bless the wine in Hebrew? Well, considering our <laughs> last video, will you be my translator? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, borei pri hagafen. Blessed are you, our Lord, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Amen. Amen. Mm. Ooh, what a joy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It smells, I, I took a whiff of it just before we, we blessed it, and immediately just the, uh, there's a robustness to it that's... I love it, solid red. Yeah, a solid red wine. It's just, there's no beating it. Yeah, and it, it's not like you can taste the bourbon in it per se, but it, it definitely there's a uniqueness there that I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same analogy I always do with Subway sandwiches and oregano. You can taste it when it's like you can't taste it when it's there, but you know when it's not. But there. you can definitely taste it when it's not there. Interesting. Okay, I think it adds a, a little bit of a smokiness. Really? That's what I when I taste it. Like I've had, I love the bourbon aged, and it's because it's just a little. It's only it's only in the age. You know what? For six months. Yeah. It's just, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I taste that. I like just it. A little bit. <laughs> Not like a whiskey, but. No, it's wonderful though. That it's a it's a joy. Yeah, it is a joy. Uh, what, what is that? Psalms, Proverbs. Yes. Wine is the joy of a man's heart. Yes. <laughs> Um, and uh, we, we blessed it uh, in Hebrew, of course, um, because those would have been the, the words of the master, Yeshua. Yes. Um, Anytime it says he, he took the glass or the cup thanks. and he gave thanks or and he blessed it, um, particularly at the Last Supper. We, now, we explained that in our Passover We did video, a little bit, but, but that, those are the words. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, par for the course, anytime that you, you drink wine or eat bread, it's, it's customary to bless it. Yep. Yep. So, but... To our issue here, um, the Sabbath, Sunday, one we know there's a precedence for, um, even even up into into the New Testament, we we know that uh, even Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as did um, Paul. As Paul, it says, you know, as as was his custom. It says that of both of them actually. So, you know, if you if you use the uh, the Judaic form of exegesis that marries two similarly worded passages, it's like, well, you should put those together because... It's a midrash. <laughs> that, that's a midrash. It's, you know, they, it says of both of them, as was his custom, and went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So it was clearly important to them. Right. Um, so we have, we have something different now. We have a completely different tradition. Um, a whole society based off of it. As for the Sabbath, let's, I think it's a good idea to establish where that starts. Or kind of uh, yeah, just a brief overview. Yeah, just explain the Sabbath, what it is. Uh, obviously, it's it's the the seventh day of the week. Our seven day calendar is entirely based on that, mm -hmm. um, which speaks to the validity of the Bible in and of itself. It's I've never you know I've never thought about that. Any time that I get into a discourse with like an atheist as to whether or not God exists or the Bible is true, it's like, well, you explain to me the seven day week. Why that? 
Why why did humanity randomly settle on seven? Uh, one could say, I guess, that you know, because most of the world was Christian, it just sort of it just became customary. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you could you could make that argument, maybe. Um, but that's I, not what we're here to do today. Yeah, no, we're we're not discussing that issue. It just it's something that occurred to me. But yeah, um, yeah, we have a seven day calendar. Um, granted, the work week starts Monday, and so if you if you if that's when you reckon your week, uh, Sunday would then be the seventh day. But be that as it may. If you buy a calendar at the store, it still starts the week on Sunday. Right. And that would make Saturday the seventh day of the week, and we see that that's the precedence in creation. No, yeah. Even most Christians would not um, argue whether or not the Sabbath day is on the seventh day, uh, yeah. as, as Saturday as we know it. Um, it's just the, the shift that happens later on in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, a good place to start is um, just a general overview of what is the Sabbath day. Um, you know, obviously, the we see it first appear in the creation narrative, mm-hmm. um, and in fact, uh, you know, just to start with that, in in Jewish um, writings, uh, the sages and Mishnah, Gemara, what what have you, um, the recognizing and practicing the Sabbath day is a is a uh, witness to the seven day creation. So you are partaking in a covenant with God and stating that you believe in a seven-day creation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so uh, so obviously it begins at creation. Um, we know that uh, um, it be- uh, we see it immediately in the first few chapters of Genesis. One could safely assume that Adam and Eve kept the Sabbath day as well with God. Oh, that was the first thing they experienced. Yeah. Really, if you read the, the creation narrative, which is... A, it's funny. It's like your first experience with something is always what you revert to. You know, like like the example you always give with the uh, the transporter movies. Which one's your favorite? Third one. Which one was the first one you ever saw? The third one. <laughs> it's it's like it's that it's your first experience with it, right? And so like humanity is like naturally bent on finding time to rest and just do you, you know, and and it's like well. If you take the biblical account as being correct, which we do, uh, that was humanity's first experience on on this earth was the Sabbath. Right. It was created the sixth day, and the first full day he experienced was was rest. Mm-hmm. Um, There's so much Mishnah on that, um, like the prohibition to light a fire on the Sabbath, just as an example. It comes from, um, you know, just as the Sabbath day was about to begin, Adam saw that it was getting dark, and so he got scared, and so God lit a fire for Adam so that he would have light in the night. Mm-hmm. And so now you, um, uh, since God, you know, aimed to rest that whole day, he lit a fire just before, and uh, you don't light a fire during. And so that now is a prohibition. Uh, they say that's where the, the inspiration for the prohibition comes from. It's actually spelled out in the Torah. You can't light a fire on the Sabbath. Yeah. But they, Mishnaically, the reason they for They derive that, from the creation narrative and kind of read between the lines right. a little bit there. Why um, would God make that a prohibition? And that's their reasoning, you know, because something I've noticed is that Jews tend to ask the question why for a lot of things that we don't even think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I tend to do this sometimes where we just take a commandment and we just accept it because God said so. It's like, well, you're God, so you get to make the rules. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or even what more need is there? Even, but... you know, Jews, of course, having chutzpah, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even they're like, but why though? <laughs> you and I are like, what do you mean why? Just do it. Yeah, like, right. No, no, no. Yes, do it, but why? <laughs> well, and I think some of the reason for that though is to 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 derive meaning because I, you and I both know um, that that even even in Orthodox Judaism, it's it's. It doesn't even count to do a commandment if your heart's not in it. Right. So if you ask the question why, you get a legitimate reason now to, to give meaning behind the action, and now your heart can be in it. Or and so I definitely get that. Yeah, it, it's, it's trying to achieve greater understanding. Yeah. And uh, it's admirable, to be honest, because essentially what they're doing is they're... Instead of just going, okay, God, awesome, very well, will do, you know, will co-Roger, yeah. <laughs> whatever, uh, they... Um, Instead, they go, well, what can I learn about God from this, about his nature, um, why, and what what can I t learn from this? And so, they, of course, missionaically, they learn that um, one of God's first acts to mankind was to comfort him when he was, you know, afraid in the dark by providing light for him, you know. And mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, so this this shows us the wonderful grace of God. Yeah, uh, and, and, and his love towards us. And mercy. And, and it's like, well, you know, you never really would have, I mean, yeah, we obviously come to that conclusion. Um, but to get that conclusion out of something as simple as don't light a fire on the Sabbath day is amazing to me that they're able to do something like that. Yeah. Really admirable, I think. Absolutely. That's And, and you find that all over Judaic literature in, mm -hmm. in the Talmud and Midrash, um, Mishnah, and uh, in, in some of the independent um, commentaries. But uh, so, you know, that's interestingly enough, even the days of the week um, themselves in, in, in more Jewish circles, they don't even have names. Is, yeah, they the just Sabbath, refer to it. Well, because the Sabbath is the only one that God named. Yeah. So they just number the days according to the Sabbath. Yeah. Well, and it's, that's a funny thing too. That, that has its roots in paganism, the, the, the names that we have our days. The names that we have, yeah, you know, you know today. Uh, Moon Day, Tears Day, Odin's Day, you know, Thor's Day, Freya's, Freya's Day, Day, Saturn's Day, yeah, and obviously Sunday. And Sunday, yeah. Um, so that's all paganry, but you know, Jews, even to this day, first day, second day, and third day. Even a testament to that is, is also, uh, in other languages, English is one of the only languages where the seventh day of the week is Saturday, which is a, a you know, hearkening to Saturn, uh, yeah. pagan paganism. Um, in, in other languages, it's 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 all derivative, um, or even even transliteration of, of you know Shabbat or Shabbos or Sabbath or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, Spanish. Yeah, Spanish is Sabado. Um, Sounds like the word Sabbath to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in in uh, Greek, I believe it's Sabaton. Sabaton. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we we see it. We see a clear precedence for for the <laughs> name of this day. Um, so if there's ever any question, because I've heard that question before, it's like, well, how do you know Saturday's the seventh day of the week? And it's just like, well, language reflects it. Yeah. Lang yeah. World world history and language reflect that that is the day. The Jews didn't just make that up. And if nothing else, the Jews are a testament to the. The, the diligence of keeping the word in its purest form, like guarding it. And, you know, so they've tracked and kept and maintained that Saturday is the Sabbath day yeah. um, throughout all of their history. You know, no matter what they were going through, they'd always maintained it. And so if nothing else, we can always look to them 
and they can tell us, yeah, this is the seventh day. And I think that obviously lays lays a, a good ground for why Paul and, and Jesus both observed it. Of course, you know, Jesus had to observe it. He wouldn't be the Messiah if he didn't, you know. Correct, if, you, yeah. if, you, if, you, if he were to have violated any of the commandments of the Torah, that automatically disqualifies him as the Messiah. Right. Um, but even Paul, uh, being the, the religious Pharisee that he was, took care to observe uh, the Sabbath day. And uh, that, uh, I think, even in New Testament times is because um, it was an eternal statute. Mm -hmm. you know, that, that's what the Torah says uh, a few times, actually. I had three. Yep. This is an eternal decree. that I know of. The Sabbath day is the most repeated commandment in the entire Torah. Mm -hmm. It shows up tons of times, seemingly for no reason. I know, uh, can I come up with at least two examples where right before it gives the instructions on how to build the tabernacle, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Here are how you build the tabernacle. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. And so that's just an example where it comes up twice within a few chapters. And that's where that's where the, the Jews have derived the uh, the 39 melachot. Yeah, the prohibition. Yeah, the, the what, you, what you can and can't do on the Sabbath is right. because, okay, well, he said remember the Sabbath day before giving these instructions, and immediately after these instructions, he said the same thing. So it's like, okay, well, clearly we can't do these instructions. Yeah, whatever's in the middle, we can't do these. Yeah, yeah. he sandwiched it. Um, and he does say that it's eternal, and it, eternal, as we know, is forever. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't need to explain that word. It's even in the new heaven and the new earth, um, in, in messianic prophecy, the Sabbath day is in effect during the messianic era. Absolutely. So, yeah. even in the world to come. Well, and I think Jesus even makes a, a defense for this, um, you know, when, when questioned about the issue, and he says, you know, the Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. And while that has its own meaning, of course, as right. it, contextually, it, it fits a certain way into the passage. Right. Um, but to take that first statement, because as we know about the rest of, of Scripture, words are not used haphazardly. Yes. They're, they're deliberate and they're specific. And, and so what did he say? He said Sabbath was made for man. He didn't say Sabbath was, the Sabbath was made for Israel. And say that the Sabbath was made for the Jews. <laughs> the Sabbath was made for man. The Sabbath was made for mankind. And, and, and well, where would he derive that from? It predates Sinai. It does. That started at creation. The first man. Because yeah, to, to address that, because one of the common arguments that Christians typically use is that, well, the Torah is for the Jews only. And, and, and that's fine, um, but it's still one of the Ten Commandments. And so even if like the 613 commandments are for the Jews only, which I disagree with, but let's, let's accept that premise for now. If that's the case, the Sabbath is still one of the Big Ten, and it predates Sinai. The Sabbath is quite literally one of the first like institutions. Mm -hmm. And then the very next institution is a kosher law, don't eat this apple. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting how those followed each other, you know? <laughs> Uh, but uh, but to that point, yeah, it predates Sinai. It, it, it predates the Jewish people. It predates Israel. It was an institution that, you know, long existed and it was designed for all of mankind. Um, so even if we accept that premise, that's fine. Uh, Gentiles, Christians, or, uh, you know, alike should all still be keeping the seventh day as the Sabbath day. If nothing more than the fact that, you know, it, it predates, it is a part of creation, the creation narrative, and, you know, it, um, 
It is a it is a witness. You, you are bearing witness in your belief in God's creative power. Well, and I think we even see a precedence for for uh, the Gentiles observing the Sabbath in the New Testament as well. I was going to go there. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Acts chapter thirteen. Um, specifically, we we see Paul uh, speaking. In, in, in a synagogue on the Sabbath. And that's, that's one of the examples where it says Paul, as was his custom, went to the synagogue <laughs> on the Sabbath day. Um, and it, it, it specifically says that there was a mixed, a mixed multitude there. There were, you know, there were, there, were, uh, there were Jews and Gentiles in the synagogue on the Sabbath day mm-hmm. hearing Paul speak. Um, so it's, it's not... The context of the passage is not like, you know, well, Paul was a new speaker talking about something new, and so you know, Gentiles automatically got interested and decided to just randomly go to the synagogue on that day. No, these these were Gentiles who were already uh, of a mind to believe in the God of Abraham. They, they were already, they called them devout men. Uh, we've we've addressed that before. You know, the three groups. God-fearers. Yes, God-fearers. The, the, the Gentiles who, for one reason or another, could not convert to Judaism, um, or either didn't make that step yet, or they hadn't made they that step yet. Um, but they were, they were at the very least, they had already decided that the God of Abraham was the God they wanted to serve, mm-hmm. and so they they tied themselves, in, at least in that aspect, to the Jewish people, uh, more or less. So as to raises become, another question: uh, What religion would they have come to? Judaism. <laughs> Christianity wasn't around yet. Uh, it doesn't really even show up until. You know, the late first century, early second century, at at best. Yeah, they, the yeah, you know, the the word Christian is is referenced in the New Testament. I'm, I I know that, but it's it's derogatory. It's not something that they called themselves per se. Um, yeah, it was meant to be an insult. Yeah, they were. It, well, even Rome acknowledged uh, the new believing body at that point as a sect of Judaism. Right. Uh, the Roman government were like, yeah, they're Jews, um, because in practice. They, they didn't look that different. Clearly, they went to, to the synagogue because there weren't churches at that point. Where were they going to go? <laughs> yeah, where, where else did you go to Their learn Messiah, and read the scriptures? You the, went, the Messiah was a Jewish Messiah. Uh, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, if you had somewhere to go specifically. No, I was opening it to Acts 13. I didn't know if we were going to read through it or not. I oh, yeah, no, if you want to read, I, I think the specific verse, let's see. Well, I don't have a specific verse. Um, and it's not it's not a problem um, let's say yeah, I, uh, some, working on a I've, I've been working on a book where this subject comes up and so that's I'm I'm looking into some notes that I've got on this subject um, and uh, I, I referenced the chapter but not the specific verse because uh, I'm pretty sure the chapter opens that way yeah but um, to that though if we stay in Acts um, let's address some of the common um, argumentative rebuttals to switching to Sunday observance. Yeah, because so, so yeah, let's, I mean, let's start there. You, you, we, we know that Jesus and Paul both observed the Sabbath, and we know that the Sabbath was the precedent prior to, you know, uh, the, the New Testament Christian church that you know, would be referenced here. in the fourth century. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, is there a precedence for a change from the Sabbath to Sunday that can be found in the New Testament? So, I will say no. You would say no? Nope. 
It's not there. But I mean, obviously, I, I agree with you. Right. But obviously, we're going to go ahead and address common ones that are used by Christians uh, that are in the New Testament. First one is Acts 20. Since we're in Acts, I figured we'd stay there for now. Absolutely. Uh, and it's like verse 7. Um, on the first day of the week, we assemble to break bread. Excuse me. We assembled. Past tense to break bread. Uh, Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to depart the next day, he kept on talking until about midnight. Yeah, let me get there. Because I would really like to read it in my translation here that I've got. Uh, today I am reading the King James Version. And not without reason. Uh, I am by no means a King James onlyist. <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate the translation for uh, at the for for two specific reasons, and I'm sure we'll end up doing a video on this. But the King James is poetic. It's you know it, it's Shakespearean. Um, it was meant to be heard. Yeah, it's it's flowery. It's pretty sounding, and for me, it's easy to remember. You know, my my dad. Very specifically, had me memorize the KJV because it's easier to remember because it's poetic. I think poetically, so it it, it sticks in the mind. Very um, well. But the second and probably primary reason that I appreciate the KJV is because of its intellectual honesty that isn't really found in many other translations. There may be a few, uh, but none that really jump out at me uh, off the top of my head. As so, far as this particular thing that you're about to say yes yeah. yes so uh let's see it's in verse seven verse seven verse seven so you know as you read upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued speaking until midnight so why i like the kjv is any of you at home who have a KJV, uh, open it. Digital copies won't have it. I've noticed, I've noticed digital that, copies yeah. don't have this. Yep. The word day is in italics. It's more squiggly looking. It's prettier looking than the other <laughs> verses. It's not so rigid looking. Italics. Yeah. yeah you it's, don't have to <laughs> explain the word italics. <laughs> it's, it's, some people don't know, man. Uh, well, You'd be surprised. Hopefully our audience <laughs> is uh, more of the intellectual type. So the way that the King James Version was translated and the way it's printed is this. Um, the words that you find in italics are not actually in the text. It's a scribal edition. It's a scribal note. They say intended to, to uh, give context or to help understanding um, more, and, and, and a lot of times that's true, but in, in many cases it's actually just to promote an agenda. Um, so the word day is not actually in this passage. So as it would actually read without the italics, it would say upon the first of the week when the disciples came together to break bread. Okay, so now what is the first of the week? That's Obviously Saturday Sunday night. is still the first day of the week, but what is the first of the week? Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. <laughs> why Why? Do, why Saturday night? <laughs> uh, because uh, I think we've briefly went over this before, but in a Jewish, in a Hebrew day, in a biblical day, excuse me, a day in the Bible begins at sundown. It's a lunar calendar. Right. Uh, and that comes from, you know, Genesis. There was evening, there was morning, the one day. The first day. day. Uh, it's not the first day, it's one day. Yeah. Or day yeah, oh, one, yeah. really. Yeah, Yom day one. Uh, day one. So the day begins in the evening, and, it, and it, then it, the next day begins at the next evening. Um, mm -hmm. And so they would have, um, they would have been meeting. They would have, you know, Saturday night, uh, Sabbath day night. Once the sun goes down and there are three stars, excuse me. Once the sun goes down and there are three stars in the sky, 
they would have poured themselves a glass of wine, blessed it as we've done here. And uh, then they would, you know, they're already together. They broke bread, they blessed wine. So yeah. why not have a lesson in it, you know? Absolutely. It was commonplace. It's important to, to, to note, too, that after meeting at the synagogue, Mm-hmm. Okay, it's commonplace for families to get together. Yeah, just hang, and, I mean, you're there. Hang yeah, out. Yeah, hang out. Get the rest uh, of the night for yourselves. Hang out and especially uh, do what we're doing here. Have a discourse on scripture. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the day is for. Right. So why not? You know, synagogue's not going to last all day. We um, actually do this. At the end of our Sabbath day, we usually meet up with our own Bible study group. We do. We have we have an independent uh, Yeah, and group we, that we... we do Havdala. We we separate the Sabbath day and then we, we have a lesson. And, mm-hmm. and we usually go to about midnight. So <laughs> we, we do, I didn't realize that, but we do. Um, it's really cool. So so really this this passage is not as uh, as uh, intense as you hear it preached a lot in church where you know yeah. where it's like you know it was 10 o'clock in the morning and Paul, and Paul preached straight day. until midnight nope no, no, no that's not how that works it's, it's like 10 <laughs> o'clock at night and that's when the Sabbath ended and three stars were in the sky so you could you know because by by three witnesses yep um and they would have been slow to say goodbye to the Sabbath day you, you, you're not supposed to rush and wait you know like stare up at the sky and you're like Three. Okay, done. You're yeah. not supposed to do <laughs> Call that. Call the pizza guy. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be more like, oh, wow, it's getting kind of dark outside. Hmm, I guess the Sabbath day must be ending pretty soon. Yeah, we, you know, we'll give it a little bit, you know. Yeah. And uh, a Sabbath day in a Jewish mind is 25 hours. It's not a 24-hour day. It's a 25-hour day. That yep. extra hour is tacked on at the end. Yep. So usually the sun goes down and you're like, yeah, whatever. It, it's it's over when it's over when I say it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it, almost twenty-five and a half, you know, on on some of the uh, the apps that uh, dictate, or even if you look and that show you when the candle lighting. Yeah, that show you when candle lighting times are. It's like you know, on Friday night, it's actually like half an hour to twenty minutes early, yep. prior to sundown. Yep. Um, and, and then, then it's like an then hour. It's like an hour after, after sundown, sundown. Uh, to end it. Um, so yeah, we so we see that happening in this passage. So it's not Sunday at this point, and Paul isn't even saying this is the day to do this. It's it's just par for the course for him at this point. Yeah. The Sabbath ended. We're together. Why not teach? Why not speak? Yeah, I'm here. You know? Let's talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Sabbath day is not. You would have lessons on it, sure, uh, but it was more a day of just relaxing and and prayer. Uh, but even the prayers on the Sabbath day were shortened. Um, so like the the three daily prayers are the the, the Shimona Esrei, the Amida, you know, they're, they're they're the eighteen benedictions, the blessings. They're a little lengthy. I mean, the blessings themselves are short, but the whole thing is like you're standing there for maybe about five or six minutes, uh, praying to yourself silently for this. And um, for the Sabbath day, those prayers are significantly shortened. It's not that you're not supposed to pray on the Sabbath day, but the idea is that you're supposed to spend more time in relaxing in, in, in community than you are to be in silent prayer all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the Sabbath was made for man, not man was not made for the Sabbath. So um, it, it was, uh, you could have lessons on the Sabbath day and that's fine, but it wasn't super commonplace. Usually you would just spend the whole day at home with your family. You'd show up to the synagogue to pray for a little bit and maybe commune. And you'd go back home and spend all that time with your family. Uh, then you would eventually go back to the synagogue for the Havdalah, for the end of the Sabbath day. Uh, and then after that, 
you would, uh, that would be the time to have the lesson because now everyone's there and everyone's, you know, just hanging out and listening. You spent all day with your family, so now you have this extra time. What are you looking at? I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking again at, at, at notes that I've got on this subject. Yeah, from um, your book that you're writing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because it's, it, this is, this is kind of working around to uh, another verse that... Is it the Corinthians one? Uh, no, 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 it's not actually. It's, it's another verse and another reason that um, a lot of people would say uh, we, that, that, that the Sabbath day or the Lord's day um, was changed from the Sabbath day to Sunday. Mm. Uh, and that, that uh, probably one of the more common ones that, that I would hear actually is that that's when Jesus rose from the grave. Right, yeah. Right, and so that that obviously is a, is a much uh, greater um, occurrence. It's a, that's, a, that's a substantial event um, that would that would merit some kind of a change uh, in in some people's eyes, and and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but this again kind of brings me to uh, to the same issue. I'm just looking for the particular verse because I've got all four instances in the Gospels cited here. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm trying to remember which one exactly. I think it's John, if I'm not mistaken. John 20 verse one. Let's go yeah, there. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me flip there. Uh, 20 verse 1. On the first day of the week, uh, came to the tomb. Yep. Yeah. So so Mary Mary came to the tomb on the first day of the week. Here we see the exact same thing. That word day is not in the text. Yeah. I believe the Greek actually is as, as the first day began to draw on. To draw on. Yeah. Yeah, not, which would be Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, again, yes, uh, it would be Saturday night, um, and so this this is the point at which Mary went to the tomb and realized he's gone. Yeah, you know, so so there again, yeah, you there there could be a precedence, sure, except that it wasn't Sunday. It, it, it he he rose on Sunday, you know, because she would have gone at least an hour after. Uh, the, the Sunday had began. Uh, yeah. You know, so there'd have been a, a waiting period uh, before going there. And so yeah, he, sure, he rose on on Sunday. Um, I accept that. Yeah, Sunday that, when it first started, when it yeah, was dark. Uh, all that means to me is he rested on the Sabbath day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, well, yeah. Think about that. <laughs> uh, but him rising again on the on the first day of the week, uh, really not Sunday morning. You know, Sunday yeah. as it began. So uh, re- yeah, really, if if you wanted to do Sunday church the right way, if if that's going to be your reason, you need to be meeting Saturday night. You need to meet Saturday night, have havdalah, and then yeah, <laughs> which is fine. We do that now, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but no, so so we see there the same the same trouble with that reason is is the same one as in Acts twenty. First of all, the day the word day is not there, which when you remove it from the text itself because it's not there. Um, it gives you a better context of first of the week. What does that mean? Saturday night at sundown. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but this brings me to uh, the the third the third uh, line of reasoning that I, I've typically gotten when discussing this issue. Um, is that's, that's, that's typically how it goes. You ask somebody, well, well, when did it change? The first thing they'll they'll typically point to is actually this passage in John. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you've explained how that's incorrect. Then they go to Acts 20. Well, Paul, you know, he taught. Right. Um, and and then when you explain how that's not correct, 
We even explain that there's still no precedence for a change. There's still yeah. There's no nowhere in either of these passages has anybody said, okay, yeah. now it's going to change because it's it's one of the Big Ten. Yeah. If you're going to change one of the Big Ten, you better have a good yeah. reason for there, it, and you better be very plain. There, about there it. better be an authoritative statement and also declaring it needs to have been prophesied previously yes because you, you need to have a you need to set a precedence for something like that if it's going to happen like oh the, you'll know he's the messiah when he changes the day of worship which would be blasphemy first of all no prophet would ever say that um yeah. because deuteronomy 13 yeah deuteronomy 13 <laughs> if, if, if yeshua came and taught anything other than torah then he would have disqualified himself as the messiah so first of all it's just false not, prophet first sign of one but it Th- that that would be the only way to set a precedence for a change is to at least have some sort of prophecy indicating a change which is not there mm-hmm. and in the new testament we don't actually see any change uh in practice the practice is still the same uh one of the uh paul collects money on the first day of the week cool. uh, i think it's from corinthians um where he's gathering money for the temple yeah and uh he says to do it on the first day of the week and so oh see they're meeting on the first day of the week and they're passing around an offering basket it's like that's because you can't trade money on the Sabbath day. Yeah, you can't do commerce on so the Sabbath. You'd have to wait until after the Sabbath day yes. in order to get money and send it to the temple. Like, yes. So we still we still have a Sabbath observance precedence here. Yes, and that's you know so it's worth noting you know the the idea of work, the idea of commerce, uh, all of these things. You you and I we you know we've we've tried to launch a few different projects um, <laughs> to to put this kind of information out there and. Um, I remember uh, one time when we were actually collaborating on, on a book series, we were just fantasizing about writing together. and uh, I still should do. But... Well, I, I, yeah, I, I still want to do that. I, I've still got the notes for it. Like COVID-19, man. Uh, I got more time now. <laughs> Might as well write a book. But um, I always wanted to be a published author. <laughs> you know, we, we tried once on a Friday night because that was the only night that week that we were going to be able to get together and do it. And it just didn't didn't work we couldn't make it work and that was kind of where we just decided look this is obviously this is obviously not something we should be doing because we do intend on on profiting right from this and so um and even this what we're doing right now we we have we have made a we've set aside time yeah we we've set aside time apart from the sabbath to do this we we don't do this on the sabbath day we're doing this actually on a on a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> on the first, first day of the first week. First day of the week. Was, both of our jobs are closed on Sunday, so. Yeah. That you know. and, you know, it's convenient when you have the weekend off, um, but you can't do anything Friday night or Saturday day. And Saturday night, Saturdays are for the boys. Let's be real. Yeah. And so Saturday night, we usually, you and I hang out. We have our own Bible study group that goes until about midnight. So we're busy. Yeah. Sunday's really our only other day that we actually have off where we can do something like this. Yep. And, you know, it, it stands to reason. And honestly, I love starting the week this way. I do this too. Is, <laughs> this is a, a fantastic way of starting the week. And I can honestly think say about that it, according to a Hebrew day, we do this all day. Yeah. Because we end Sabbath and start doing a Bible study, and then we come here and we we film a Bible study. Yeah. We do this all day. I hadn't thought about that. That, that, that's, that's really cool. That's a, All day. That's a really great way to begin the week. And and I can say that since we've been doing this, my weeks have been more positive having started this way. Yeah. Um, but be that as it may, um, you know, you, you, you submit the Sabbath question to somebody. They hit you with John 20. You, you slap that one down. Acts 20. Then they hit you with Acts 20. You Flight slap canceled. that one down. <laughs> And the very next thing that they move to is, well, it doesn't even matter. 
And that, that's the Corinthians, what, what is that one? Don't be, don't. Colossians 2, starting in verse 16, you know, says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink or in respect of any holiday or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. These are a shadow of what was to come. Yes. The substance is Messiah. Let no one condemn you. So the the context here is important, okay? Because first of all, he mentions a couple of things there that um, that uh, Christians today don't even observe. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we get it there. There's the let no men therefore judge you and meet. That's another discussion to have. That's which the, the kosher discussion. I, I say we make that our next discussion. Um, yeah. Because it, it just kind of flows. Right. Uh, so, you know, or drink, which is funny because a lot of the same people who would use this verse to say, well, the kosher law is done away with, also believe that drinking alcohol is a sin. But this verse says not to let people judge you for that. Well, they would uh, they would interpret it to mean like that, that don't let them judge you because you abstain from drink. But as and as again, actually, now you're shifting goalposts. What we're actually about to, to do in this verse is explain better um, that because a lot of people, what they mean is uh, don't let anyone judge you in your not Sabbath day observance. The opposite is true. Yes, in this verse, it's it, and it's an issue of halakha and 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 what he you know, what he what he references that that people don't even do. Okay, because you know, um, Jews don't eat certain meats. Christians eat those meats. Um, Jews drink wine. A lot of Christians don't drink any alcohol. Some do. Some have a have a more moderate understanding of that subject. Um, Jews have their holidays. Right. They 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 the adhere festivals. to the to the biblical holidays, the and, and Christians have their holidays. We've already done uh, an episode here on on the subject of, of Passover and Easter, mm-hmm. and and the uh, the difference between those two. The new moon. That's what throws this verse off. If you're using this as a defense for it doesn't matter, well, he mentions the new moon. This is something that Jews observe, and. You don't even have a substitute for that. You you don't even have a, an alternative for that. You just don't. Right. So there's a there's a there's an inconsistency in reasoning if you're using this verse to mean what you think it means. Right. Okay. But if Paul is talking to a bunch of Gentiles who are practicing Judaism and they're being judged by their fellow Gentiles for being Jewish, yeah. Or even, <laughs> or even, even I've heard I've heard this verse even interpreted to mean a, a difference in halakha, mm-hmm. which uh, that's important to explain. You know, so the, the command is is to observe the Sabbath day, uh-huh. it's to observe the festivals, and there's a certain model that all of them are given, absolutely. Um, but there are certain little nuances and little details that different individual communities have. You know, you go to one Jewish community in one state. And they will have their their own tradition. They will do all of the things that the Bible outlines specifically you're supposed to do. Right. And then there will be a few just small Different little minor details that they yeah. do. And then you go to another Jewish community in another state, and they may have a few different, you know, little little nuances to their observance. They'll still observe the baseline. Right. Okay. There's just a couple of different things. Um, and and so I've I've heard this verse interpreted to me. Look, don't let anybody judge you for not observing their halakha. As long as you're doing the baseline, you're good. Yeah. Which 
I still don't entirely agree with that particular, um, but that is, that's a much better argument. Yeah. Than the the nominal the normative Christian argument that um, it, it doesn't matter what day you celebrate the Sabbath on. No, that's not what he says. He says, "Don't let anyone judge you for the Sabbath day." Yeah. He's not saying, "Don't let anyone judge you for Sunday worship." <laughs> yeah. He's he, you know, he says, "Let no man judge you." Let's see, verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in these things. Yeah. In other words, because you're doing them. Not not in the matters of, because that that's, first of all, that's not the and, way that this reads. And I actually really like this uh, particular passage as it connects ex- immediately to the book of Hebrews. Um, whether or not Paul wrote that is still in dispute. Um, but the wording here is very similar. Because these things are a shadow of what is to come. Now, the, the heavenly temple and the priesthood and all that, these are all just a shadow. And here he says, but the substance is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so he's actually encouraging. He's like, look, you keep the Sabbath because it is a shadow of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. The substance is the Messiah. These things are a shadow. Don't let anyone judge you for that. And then in Hebrews, same thing. You know, the, the whole covenant temple process is a shadow of the things that are in heaven. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. And, you know... Really, it feeds right into even end times prophecy. If you, if you if you accept that, um, you know, the small can be extrapolated to a grand scale. I know it's not it's not extremely popular within Christianity, but there there are some some schools of thought in Christianity that accept um, the idea that that the Earth is young. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, with with the modern age, uh, modernism has become more popular even in Christianity. And so there are Christians who still believe that the earth is millions of years old. However, there are still some that, that accept that the earth is much younger. Right. Um, you know, somewhere around 6,000 years. Yeah, 6,500 and... Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're almost there. Yeah. Um, so if, if you accept that there will be a millennial reign, there's going to be a thousand-year reign at the end of the world, then those, the, these, these first 6,000 have been... You know the uh, the week leading up to the Sabbath. That's that <laughs> that, the, that that the thousand year rest. Yes, yeah. the, the the thousand year Sabbath. Yep. Num- you know, lucky number seven there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so you know, again, like like you even said, even even during that period, the weekly Sabbath will be observed. Yep. That's that's something that and we see. The holidays will be observed. And Zachariah says specifically that Sukkot will be observed. Yes, and which festival you know, of booths? <laughs> that's gonna be lit. Ah, yo, I love Sukkot. I am going to the mountains this year. And yes, I, I, whether you come with me or not. <laughs> oh no, I'm going. I'm already telling you, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. And we will have fine wine. <laughs> yes. Um, the finest. The fine. Only the finest. Uh, and that, that's actually what I love about the Sabbath is uh, it kind of gives me a, in order to keep it holy, right? Because the commandment is twofold: remember the Sabbath, and to keep it holy. So there's actually two commandments in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you remember the Sabbath? That would be something simple. Just think about it. You know, often day one of the Sabbath was actually something common to do in Judaism is to think of the days as they pertain to how many days until the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Or how many days from the Sabbath. Yeah, or they would they would buy something and they would save it for use for the Sabbath. And so that would be them to remember. And then to keep it holy, that's obviously to make it sanctified, to set it apart. Or even, uh, I know I know one practice also was to uh, live 
on as little as possible throughout the week so that so you can Friday splurge. Yeah, that's your yeah, cheat day. Your your day of preparation for the Sabbath. <laughs> Car you blowout. Just blew it on the most <laughs> lavished meal you could have specifically for the Sabbath. It's a royal day. Absolutely. Holy day. And so yeah, I, I do this thing where um, I will throughout the week I'll browse through the wine section and find the finest expensive really nice wine something that I look forward to trying and if I see something that I like I'll buy it and I'll save it and I'll uh, drink it on the Sabbath day like I will bless the Sabbath day with this lavish you know vintage 2006 wine or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, and that's why I don't have the Zinfandel that was aged because I drank it um, and that's like a $30 bottle of wine I mean that's not like super expensive but for me that's expensive I don't make that much money yeah this isn't making me money yet so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but w within my budget I try to you know and a lot of times we get together and and you know obviously before the Sun goes down we light a grill uh, and and we will try and have you know some really nice quality steak some good Thick, thick steak. Yeah. And great oh, yeah. cuts of meat. Like Custom th cuts of meat. A $30 slab of meat and a $30 bottle of wine. Yes. And cook it all before the sun goes down. And then sun goes down, light the candles, bless the wine, eat That's the, the steak. And we live like kings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and then to have a double portion on top of that. Yeah. You know, like, like I said the other night when talking about this, you know, you, you have that, that extra plate. Have that second glass of wine, yeah. you know. It's, but it is supposed to be a joyous time. Yeah, obviously, if you so have long. a problem with alcohol, don't even have the first glass of wine. Do grape juice instead. Right, obviously. yeah. That's a stumbling block for you. Don't. Uh, yeah. We don't condone alcoholism. Would never at encourage all. somebody to we, put themselves in harm's way. We're not saying go out on the Sabbath day and be drunkards. Uh, we ourselves are careful. Yes. Know, of that thing, and that's you know, wine. It's it's wine you can get drunk off of. No easier than beer. But it is wine, right? You, you usually you tend to sip it a little slower. Yeah. And, and uh, one glass, one glass bottle no, is nobody like four chugs glasses. wine. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, actually, I heard a comedian once explaining, you know, <laughs> his experience being carded while trying to buy wine. How and, dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was offended, and then and uh, the, the clerk is just like, what? He's like, I'm not I'm not offended that you thought I was young. I'm offended that you thought somebody underage would buy wine. Yeah, we'd, we'd be trying to like, yeah. <laughs> you know, show up to the party like, I got some Chardonnay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Is Infandel up in here? <laughs> I thought he said sangria. Is that Was it sangria? sangria? Uh, I don't even whatever. remember. Some brand, you know, yeah, some, whatever. some type of the wine. The joke still stands. Yeah, um, which uh, there's validity to that. Yeah, it's still funny, but all that to say, um, yeah, we don't condone drunkenness in any way. Um, no, not at no, all. But, uh, but uh, just you know, having a uh, glass or two of wine. Um, if it's not a problem for you, yeah, then go for it. Um, and it represents a blood covenant. Right? It's the color of blood. It's called the blood of grapes. Uh, Hence and, sangria. And it, you know, <laughs> so it, you are uh, observing a blood covenant, and it was the same covenant that the Master Yeshua uh, partook in and blessed the cup of wine and partook in a blood covenant so we do likewise we do the same mm -hmm. you know do this in remembrance of me kind of thing yep so i personally i i, I look forward to the sabbath day i every love week. It. it it if i don't get my sabbath day because sometimes it happens sometimes i have to go to drill you know I'm, I'm a reservist likewise you know and so sometimes i don't get my sabbath day and it ruins me if i have to work on a saturday i'm done I, the and rest the, of the week i just hate my life yeah the next the <laughs> next entire week is just a drag yeah because i didn't get my day of rest you know and i can't 
I can't take pick a day in the middle of the week, you know? Yeah. The Sabbath day is the Sabbath day. And even if I took like a Wednesday off and like just took a day to myself, it's not the same. No. You know? No, 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 no. I, almost having a day off in the middle of the week is almost worse because you get two Mondays. Yeah, it's super weird. You and, know? And um, I'm, I prefer it over Sunday anyway. You know, Sunday is now my Monday. Yeah. And I don't mind that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, because really, the command is to work six days. Yeah. So here it's, we are it's not, it's not you can work six days, but make sure that you rest the seventh. It's like, no, work six days. You are to do work for six and, days. And, you know, and so, yeah, really, for, for, for me, Sunday is the day that I do all the work that I can't do during the week. You know, right, so, yeah. I, so I, I spend most of the day doing meal prep mm-hmm. um, so that I can make sure that I've got my lunches and everything set out for the week right um and then uh, i end the day with this which you know it's not bringing an income yet but it's still it's still work yeah you know as much as we enjoy this there's a lot of labor that goes into this production absolutely there's a lot of labor and a lot of investment (laughs) yeah and uh and so you know planning and, and editing and everything it's um i just refuse to do it on the sabbath day that's my day you know, for us uh, to commune with God, um, be with my family, mm-hmm. rest, take the day off, um, and then at the end of that day, then I can begin to slowly get back into a working uh, phase. And so that's even, that's another difference between the two, I would say, is because, yeah, sure, uh, a lot of people go to church on Sunday. Um, and you know that's that, that's nothing fine. wrong yeah. with that really actually yeah because um, you know you have to drive to church and driving is really not you know lighting a fire cranking the engine not really permitted on the sabbath day and so there's there's not really anything wrong with like going to church on a sunday and, and like learning um but to spend saturday you know out spending money or working or you know well that's really what i'm getting at is if the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, then why aren't you observing it the way that the Sabbath is supposed to be observed? Yeah. Why, you know, so why? So even if you could justify the change, you still don't do the Sabbath why, day. Why? Why do we we immediately leave church and then uh, go, go out to, to lunch? Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then not tip the waitress. And eat a shrimp burger. That's, that that really is another another crime all on itself, another subject. But yeah, if yeah. you ask any waitress who's ever worked. Uh, on a Sunday, Sunday is apparently the worst day for tips, and that's a tragedy. Um, but, but again, you shouldn't have been out in the first place. If, yeah, if, if you're you, gonna say that that's the new Sabbath day. So. If, yeah, if you're gonna submit that the Sabbath day was changed to Sunday, then uh, at least treat it like the Sabbath day. Yeah, I, um, I would not fault you in observing the Sabbath day on a different day because you thought it was a different day, but you still kept the precepts. Yeah, I wouldn't fault you for that. Yeah, but you don't. You know, th- this is gonna offend some people. But you don't, you call it the Sabbath day, the new Sabbath day, or the Lord's day, which is the wrong use of the word, but you don't treat it like a Sabbath day. You treat it like every other normal day, except that you go to church, you know, um, you, 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 uh, immediately go out, you spend money, you trade. Some of you you even go right back into work, um, or, you know, doing laborious things. You're not, by no means are you observing it as a Sabbath day. And so, you know. Just, just own it. Or, or you know? go hunting. Yeah. That's 
But in some states, it's it's illegal to hunt on some days. That is true. Yeah. And in some states, there are, and that's which actually know, I, I respect that. That's that's fine. I hate that. But okay, because I can't hunt on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So my only day to go hunting is Sunday, and as a Jew, you know, it's like man, let, it's Monday for me. Let me go kill some. <laughs> but on that, the idea of killing something on what you think is the Sabbath day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's harsh, man. But so clearly, <laughs> clearly, there's there's no precedence in the Bible, Old Testament or New, for a change in the Bible between between Saturday and Sunday being the Lord's day. Um, so, and we see in the Old Testament, it's, it's eternal. We see uh, Yeshua and uh, all the, the Apostle disciples. Paul, all of the disciples. We, we we see there's a precedence for them keeping the Sabbath in the New Testament. We don't see a precedence for anything else. Um, we don't see a split historically from the Sabbath day until the second century. So that's that's kind of when the digression started. Then the second century uh, would be uh, that that would be the point at which some started to worship on Sunday as opposed to. Well, you have a couple of things going on. You have this brand new sect of Judaism um, that is a lot more zealous than usual Judaism. Normative. Most Jews aren't out there trying to make converts. This new sect is going out there and, you know, t t teaching Gentiles. Yeah. So it's a threat to the Roman authority. As you're basically saying, Caesar's not God. God is God. Uh, Jesus is the master. He's the Messiah. Um, and uh, so, you know, stop worshiping Caesar. It becomes a threat to the Roman government. Jews are protected by Roman law. And these Gentiles are converting but not like fully converting to Judaism so they stop practicing Roman uh, law uh, but they're still not protected by Roman law because they're not officially Jews not recognized by the state anyway mm -hmm. so they get heavily persecuted you know they're this new thing there are threats to Caesar um, Nero starts to kill a bunch of them um, mostly because he was looking to pin the blame of all of the all of his faults onto somebody in this brand new sect of Judaism that's kind of weird shows up and so he just starts killing them all correlation equals causation and you know like history tends to repeat itself and Tychus Epiphany's outlaw Torah observance likewise eventually Rome begins to outlaw Torah observance entirely um, and after the destruction of the temple there's no longer a Jewish state to protect the Jews and so you know the Jews go underground and the Christians start uh, you know taking on that Roman lifestyle to stay because they're still Gentiles this is what they know and so this is what they start to they start to keep it so you went over a lot of history real fast yeah, there because I had to <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't have all day I was going to say the particulars are are somewhat important I, I'd say probably the digression started uh, originally with the Fiscus Judaicus which uh, that was instituted in 70 AD 70 is the destruction of the temple that's, so yeah that's the, the Fiscus Judaicus would have been after um, but the Fiscus Judaicus being a, a tax on being Jewish if you were not Jewish right <laughs> if you if you, were not if, circumcised. you if you lived like a Jew and you were not actually Jewish they taxed you it is something like 50% of your income for it yeah, it, yeah. um so it, it was, it starts it was, to get bad. It was life or death. And so to avoid that tax, um, some believers uh, maintained the practices, but on a different day. They didn't fast on the same days. Yeah. And uh, they, did, they, they, you know, they may observe Sunday as opposed to Saturday to avoid persecution. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, way, that way they could say, no, I'm not doing a Jewish thing. 
Yeah. But I'm really doing a Jewish they, thing. They so. still believed in, you know, Jesus, uh, but they were not practicing Judaism anymore because Judaism sort of went underground for its persecutions and uh, Christians, you know, start to take on these practices in order to protect themselves. For a long time, uh, it was actually, it was both, both days were still honored. You had some who honored uh, the Sabbath day and some who honored Sunday uh, until around 321 AD. The councils of Nicaea. Yeah, uh, specifically the, the Council of Laodicea. <sighs> <laughs> Council of Laodicea is when Constantine ratified into law uh, that you had to honor Sunday. Yeah. So he didn't outlaw the Sabbath yet quite at that point. That that did come later. Right. Um, but like I said before, they begin to push things into law where it's like you're forced to keep one or the other. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so and it, it's interesting because he actually refers to it as the venerable day of the sun. Well, it's called Sunday. It, it's 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 Sunday. It's you know so that that is my question predominantly when people when people immediately go to the Colossians two passage, you know well it doesn't matter what day. Okay, now we've explained how that is an incorrect interpretation of that passage, but you know let's just give you the benefit of doubt and say that okay it doesn't matter what day. Why Sunday? Why that particular day? You had. Seven days to choose from. Yeah, I mean, it, why just, did you choose that day if, specifically? If the day doesn't matter, then why change it? You know. Yeah. The same question applies in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, what's wrong with it? Why did we? Why did we have to move it if it didn't matter? Um. <laughs> history, uh, history explained as as you did uh, so quickly. <laughs> yeah. It, um. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably end up doing a video of just me doing like a lecture style of actually going through early church history. Yeah. Um. So watch out for that video. Uh. I think I. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, that's. Sometime later on in the week, I think I'll film it. At least begin it. I was gonna say, yeah. That's what I what I mentioned earlier that that we should probably start offering seminars if if there's a church anywhere that actually wants to have us come and speak and and present mm. specifically church history like this digression. Yeah. Um. It's important information that a lot of people, I think, would like to know, because that question comes up a lot, even in our study group uh, that we do on Saturday nights. That's like the predominant question. The more that they're learning um, about uh, about you know church history, church history, and the way the way that that things used to be versus the way that they are now, their number one question is, well, how did it get that way? Yeah. Um, and that's this subject. So you know, the question why Sunday is because it's Sunday. <laughs> That was the day that pagans worshipped the sun. Um, and so it brought a sense of unity uh, between two divided groups that were prominent in Rome at the time. Uh, it, it, was, it was easy enough to, to, create, to create a peace of some sort um, if you just said, hey, like, you people, you've... I'm going to side with the pagans on this one. You have to observe their day. You know, which obviously the pagans would have been the majority... Honestly, at the time. yeah, and when you give when you give Gentiles who are uneducated in the ways of Torah, and you and you hand them the scriptures, right? Inevitably, you get misinterpretations, and part of that became the very anti-Semitic replacement theology that the church is now the new Israel, and yeah, so, spiritual Israel. And so, part of that history that I quickly explained is that they begin to change everything on purpose so that they would not look Jewish at all because they're the new church. The church is the new Israel. 
And so they did everything in their power to sever the Israel tie. They changed the day of worship. They changed all of the holidays, you know, because they're the new Israel now. So, you know, Jews are the enemy. They're the synagogue of Satan, um, anti-Semitism. You know, yeah, Constantine early... fed into that. I, yeah. We addressed that, the same council of, of Nicaea we addressed in the, in the Easter video. He literally refers to them as the detestable Jews. Yeah, and so that's part of the big split is, honestly, it's anti-Semitism. So Christ Christianity in its earliest days was cemented on anti-Semitism. Bunch of Jew really. haters. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it, that's the unfortunate thing. But, you know, um, either associate with them and, and get killed or associate with Rome and be spared, more or less, and become part of this new unified church called the Catholic Church. Constantine uh, institutes the Catholic Church for the first time. Uh, it becomes a real thing. Peter was not the first pope. That's not how that works. Um, and uh, yeah, so and again, it's going to offend some people to say that. But, it's, well, you know, it, if you believe that the church is the new Israel, that's anti-Semitic replacement theology, and it has no place in scripture. Yeah, well, that's one of the questions I ask people a lot when the issue of covenants comes about. It's like, okay, well, who was the new covenant made with? Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Ah, uh, yes. That's, it, it still says plainly, it's Israel. Um, now, I, I actually have had a pastor explain to, explain to me that, you know, well, you see, first he says he's going to make the covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, but then later he just says Israel, and that's, that's God's transition into a spiritual Israel. That's what he's referencing there, and that's the church that he's talking about. I'm just like, well, no. Ezekiel. Yeah, you know, no. The, the Valley of the Bones, the two sticks. Yes. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's like no, that that's a prophecy of the Messiah's job that because at the time Israel was a divided kingdom and he would reunite them. Yeah. Um but but yeah, no, it I think it's just it, it's one of the more uh one of the more dicey things for for Christianity, especially since a lot of Christianity has positioned itself against Roman Catholicism. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like, well, you're still pretty Catholic. Yeah, if you, you know, yeah, keep Christmas and Easter, you're just Catholic's baby sister. Yeah, well, baby, <laughs> yeah, baby's daughter. I let's <laughs> look. Let's be real. Most other churches refer to other denominations as as uh, their sisters. The Catholic Church doesn't do that. They refer to the rest of Christianity as their daughters. Yeah, that's because you know, I, honestly, you, your split from the Catholic Church did, wasn't very far. Yeah. It is. Yeah, <laughs> just you, you a few things. Changed a couple of things, but you really didn't change that much. But you know, to drive that point home, if Yeshua were to walk into any of the, so if Yeshua were to be alive today, uh, which he is alive today, but if he were to come down to Earth and, and walk among us today, uh, he would find the nearest synagogue. Mm -hmm. And if he were to walk into a church, uh, well, he would look extremely Jewish, and he'd probably be driven away. Yeah. He'd be ministered to. They'd tell him he needs. Yeah, they would tell him that he needs to be saved from himself. <laughs> to this day, one of my favorite YouTube. <laughs> but it, it is, it is, uh, you know, even though the Christians tend not to be on purpose anti-Semitic, um, they kind of accidentally do it. Hmm. You know, and, and it's it's by the languages that they use by implying that you're the new Israel. Um, you're not. You were grafted into the tree of Israel yes. in Romans Rome. chapter 11. Yeah. You are not the root. You were brought near to the covenants of promise, yeah. Ephesians 2. In Romans 11 again. The root sustains you, not the other way around. Yes. You can be cut off any time. Yes. It's, uh, 
it's just sad um, because I, I feel like a lot of people, and I, I've said it before, and it, it's it's it comes off abrasive, and you know, because I go for the shock and awe value. Um, but I, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, look, you don't understand right now. I know you think that you support Israel and you're not an anti-Semite at all, but it's like. I questioned you hard enough about some of your doctrines on a long enough string of questions you will find yourself thinking anti-semitic thoughts it's not their fault really it's, no it's like it's what they've they, learned they tend to do it you know uh, they don't mean to it's just a uh, kind of a accidental thing from the doctrines that they have learned yeah um, but we have been going on about this for a little bit yeah at the end of the day, uh, we're not saying you know Sunday bad Saturday good but uh, yeah we're saying Sunday bad Saturday good so yeah, yeah. But just in, yeah. In summary, there's no place in the New Testament where the shift happens. Yeah, um, the Sabbath never changed. It is eternal. It's one of the big ten. So honor it. You know, um, look into it. Uh, I would uh, encourage everybody to read up on some Sabbath day observances. You know, from different sects within Judaism. Yeah. And uh, this... yeah, the the church uh, didn't really. Uh, they were Sabbath observant all the way up until about 200 and some odd, you know, AD. Um, and so the, the split happens as a result of pagan influence, uh, anti-Semitism, and then eventually Constantine making it law yep. and an outlawing Torah observance. And so, you know, if you looked Jewish, you would die. If, um. <laughs> yeah, if you, you know, if anybody watching this really has a mind to, to start observing the Sabbath, um, the easiest thing really to start with is is this light a candle friday night before the sun goes down light one saturday night after the sun goes down um and on both ends of that uh bless wine drink wine or grape juice yeah whatever and whatever less okay. bread eat bread yep that's that's the, that's the simplest basically you know, communion yeah light a candle and do communion yeah yeah basically yeah um but uh to end this, I would like to just say, um, you know, for anyone that has any other kind of argument against the Sabbath day, I'm sure the comments are going to be oh, yeah. lit up on it's this It's going to be lit. But all I'm going to say to end this before we raise our final glass is um, we know that Jesus was Jewish, right? And he was a perfectly observant Sabbath day observant Jew. He never broke the Sabbath day. Um, so as his disciples, when it comes to Sabbath day uh, observance or Sunday observance, uh, what would Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Lechaim. Lechaim. <laughs>